This is our third session now, our last session, really on verses 15 to 16 of Ephesians 4, but I've included this larger unit for a reason that you'll see in just a moment. I want us to step back and realize a pitfall in moving as slowly as we're moving. I I know we're taking dozens and dozens of sessions on these verses, which means that it can be months (laughs) between looking at a verse in chapter 4 and looking at a verse in chapter 2, which means you may not remember the kind of parallels there are. So I would encourage you to uh, remedy that uh, downside by frequently rereading the whole thing. So what I want to do is simply draw your attention to a parallel that you may have forgotten before we move on. So here we are saying uh, in verses 15 and so on, um, well, let's, let's go back here. We don't want you to be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined, you'll see why I put the Greek in just a moment, joined and held together by every joint which is, which, with which it is equipped, when each part working properly makes the body grow and builds, so you get a mixture of growing imagery and building imagery itself up in love. So, Father, as we look at a parallel back in chapter 2 with this, open our eyes to not only how the body or the building of the church is built by the right working of each part, but who lives there in this house? Who inhabits this body? And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So let me go back, and you'll see immediately uh, the parallels. So I'm going to reread something we saw a long time ago. This is Jew and Gentile now who have been brought together. We've seen it in verses 11 to 17, and how Paul is so concerned that Jew and Gentile be seen as, as fellow members of the household of God. For through him, we both, Jew and Gentile, have access in one spirit to the Father. Now, that should make alarms go off, or not alarms, but celebrating bells go off from chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, that we are, there is one spirit, one Father, one God, one baptism, one faith. So here is the unity of the body being laid in the oneness of the spirit uniting Jew and Gentile. So then, You are no longer strangers and aliens. You Gentiles are no longer outside the people of Israel, but all redeemed are in one body. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together, sound familiar, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So many parallels between this 
and this in chapter 4. Let's just notice several of them and then see what the implications are. So Jew and Gentile in one spirit we've already seen. So there's a parallel to chapter 4, verse 4. One spirit. Maintain the unity of the spirit. Fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God built. So the idea is that the church is a household, a unified household, which is being built. And that idea of building came in here at the end of our text. Most of the imagery here was a body uh, becoming a, 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 a full, mature human being, mature manhood, measure the stature of the fullness of Christ. But here you get this building imagery, which is prominent here, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And that's how this all began here in verse 11. He gave apostles and prophets. They are the foundational ministers by which all this ministry is happening. And then verse 21, in whom the whole structure being joined together. Now, this is what tipped me off. That Greek word, soon armalagumene, <laughs> joined together, is only used one other place in the whole New Testament, namely right here. Into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together. So here the imagery of being held together is of a body, and here the, the imagery of joined together is of a structure. But it's the joining together of all the parts that's the common denominator between the texts. It grows. Now there also is the mixture of the metaphor. So you've got a, a structure being built, and you've got the building growing, which is exactly what you have over here. Growing, the body grows and builds itself up in love. And then, this is probably one of the most significant parallels, over here in, in verse 21, it says, in whom, that is, in Christ, the whole structure grows. So this is the subject, or the one who is uh, the source of this growth, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows. And that's what we saw over here in chapter 4, namely, verse 16, from whom, it's Christ, the whole body joined and held together by every joint, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow. So from him we grow. Same idea as in 2.21. Maybe one more observation. The emphasis in chapter 2 with this household, pictured as people and pictured as a structure, is that it is a holy temple in the Lord. That is, in him you are being built 
together into a dwelling place for God. Now, that's probably the most astonishing thing in this section. The focus falls on who lives there, who lives in this church, this body, this building, this structure, this household. It's a dwelling place for God. Whereas in chapter 4, the emphasis falls on how is this body being, uh, this building being uh, built, and how is it growing? It's all built on the truth of the apostles and prophets. It comes through shepherds who do the teaching. They do the teaching so that there can be a building up or equipping of the saints to do the building up of the body, which then moves to the attaining of the unity of the faith, the unity of knowledge and a mature manhood, all of it leading to a building and a body full of love with mature people constituting it and how it gets built. So here's the difference. In 2, uh, 21, 22, it's who lives there. And in 4, let's just say 11 to 16, it's how. This is the who, and this is the how is it built. Both are utterly crucial, right? How the body of Christ is built into the mature dwelling place of God and who lives there. Both are profoundly important. And I just point that out so that you will not get lost in the trees and miss so many of the bigger uh, parallels in the book because we're going so slowly. You do the work of going back in review very often, and you'll see far more than I see.